My name is Angel, and I'm a... I bet you thought I was going to say I'm an alcoholic, right? Yep, because I check all the boxes, right? Like, statistically speaking, you know, lost my kid, drank too much, blacked out. Mm, Yeah, sounds about right. She's an alcoholic, right? Okay, here's the thing. I am more than that. I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a friend, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, And yeah, I did have, have a drinking problem, but it's not everything, right? And I've told you before, this is like not a podcast about helping you get sober. Okay, I can't help you get sober. I can tell you my experiences, but just for today, I'm going to share something that in my opinion, I said it in my opinion, didn't work for me. Okay. So right now I can tell you AA didn't work for me. And since some of you have asked, since you know, I'm sober, I'll put it right out there. It didn't. Okay. Yep. I know. I know. I hear people literally cussing me out right now and the letters coming in and mm, some people planning my relapse because I just said AA didn't work for me. Okay. I don't really care. This is what happened. Okay. I was in recovery and yes, I went to some meetings. As a matter of fact, I spent 101 days in an inpatient like recovery facility, a rehab. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I, I actually did. And I made some great friends there. Um, one of which I still see and we go and volunteer now together. Two counselors that I actually still talk to and think are like the greatest people. So I'm not against like programs per se. Okay. But I don't go to meetings. I don't like them and I have no desire to step back in there and say I am Angel the alcoholic because I'm not okay in my past (laughs) and maybe even last week depending upon who you talk to I have been called so many names that weren't my own and uh, you know some of them more colorful than others and some of them they'll come up in other stories that I tell you on here and oh believe me they're good ones But anyways, here's the thing. AA just didn't fit for me. It worked for a bit and it was a tool, but it's kind of like I was building a house, right? And I only had one tool and I couldn't keep building the house with one tool. And so I stopped going because more times than not, I would leave there and I'd be like, Jesus, I just want to drink. And it was frustrating to me to be saying over and over again I'm Angel the alcoholic when I'm Angel and I don't drink anymore I don't need to continue to tell you what I used to do why am I replaying that and it pissed me off it irritated me so bad because they not they the program was set up to help people and I believe that but here's the thing do not tell me you're the only way you're not okay I never wanted to live in the rooms of AA or stop doing things or experiencing life just because I had a problem with drinking okay I was not going to be segregated to be in the rooms and hang out only with people that were in recovery I don't date people only in recovery now 
if you look at the program, they kind of say, hey, don't go to the places that used to get in trouble. And for me, that kind of didn't limit, well, no, it put a huge limit on where I could go because I got in trouble everywhere. But I think they were trying to say like, hey, don't go to the bars, the concerts, the strip clubs that you used to go to or work at. Okay, cool. I don't really frequent the strip club or you know, go to bars often. Occasionally I'll go to a bar with a friend, but you know, I still have a social life and it certainly was not going to be me in a meeting. I just didn't fit, right? The other thing was, is that I am a huge people pleaser. I mean, like huge people pleaser. And I was told that when you're in this program, you can't say no. Well, for somebody that has trouble saying no, Um, that's not great. It's not super healthy for me and it's not the only way and was not the way for me to stay sober. So if I can't say no to telling my story, which I know you're laughing now because I tell you my story. I tell you my story on my terms. I don't do it because somebody asked me to. I do it when I feel like there's something to share. Okay. And I help people. I volunteer. I go out and help people. But I don't take on sponsees and my first year of recovery when I hit a year I was told basically like you have to take sponsees now and I'm like whoa hey I got like 12 months and I drank for a lot longer than that and now you want me to like help the newcomer like I feel like I'm pretty much still the newcomer myself and it's not a super great idea but you know I have problems I can't say no and they told me not to say no so I'm a people pleaser. Let's do this. And it nearly killed me. I promise you the tears and the relapse, they were on their way. And thankfully, I finally just said enough is enough. Now, I had a couple sponsees. One of them, she ended up being my bestie and I love her to death. And we made it through, right? Neither one of us relapsed, but telling me I have to like go and show my story when I don't want to, or be somebody's sponsor, or go to a meeting. Um, it was just bullshit to me. And okay, that's just me. Okay. And then here's the other thing I hear people come in and they'll get like a haircut done when I used to do hair or they would come in and get you know their permanent makeup done or lashes and we're talking they're in my shop right and they're like I just I don't know what to do I hate going to these meetings but I feel like I need help and people tell me I need to go to AA and here (laughs) I was told you shouldn't take advice from somebody that's not been through what you've been through right? And okay, I feel, and I will just say I feel, I feel, in this instance, if somebody hasn't been where you're at, how do they know that that's what is going to work for you, okay? And yes, people in AA have been there, they could tell you, they could say, hey, I think this would work for you. But if it doesn't, don't feel bad, okay? There are a lot of good things out there that can help people. AA just wasn't my bag. And it's a good thing because after this podcast, I'm pretty sure I'm never getting back and that's okay. It's all good. After I walked out of the rooms of AA and, and stopped going, I really had to deal with myself. You know, I had to like get spiritually right, kind of work on like the mental part of getting sober and dealing with myself and the things I had done. I really wasn't addicted to the rooms of AA and I didn't want to be. 
Um, so it kind of forced me to like get real with myself and stop running or finding other things to pacify the fact that I didn't like myself. Um, alcohol was really the way that I pacified myself anyways, right? So if I take away alcohol and I have to actually deal with myself, just, uh, going after meeting after meeting after meeting while I learned things, it didn't give me enough downtime to actually sit in what I had done and kind of learn from it and heal. So I talked to a physician of mine, actually a very good physician in the area, really well known. And she said she didn't think AA was the only way. She had had patients that had done well in it, and she didn't think that it was for everybody. And she also didn't think that everybody had to stop drinking forever. Okay? This is not my confession. No, I did not relapse. Even though she told me that I don't think that you necessarily have to stop drinking for the rest of your life, and P.S. to an alcoholic, if, if you want to call me that, to a former person with issues with drinking. That sounds like I have a license to drink again, right? Okay. Yeah. I didn't go back and say, oh, I can drink again. Let's go and run to the bar. No, I still chose to stay sober. So I just want you to know, like, if you struggle to go to a program, it's okay. You're not a horrible person. There are other ways to stay sober. Um, if it doesn't work for you, find something else, find what does don't let yourself be given another name or named by your affliction or what you've been through. I think if you've heard anything on here, it's about taking what you went through and moving past it. You don't have to sit in it to embrace who you were and move past it. You can learn from it and go forward. In 2020, um, somebody very important to me passed away. I'm sure a lot of you can relate. Um, We lost a lot of people, right? Well, I lost my grandpa in 2020. And he was sober. He had been sober all of my life. And I'll say this. He, at one point, had a drinking problem. Okay? But... I never knew that until I got older. He said the Lord's Prayer and he was Catholic. And I really honestly never saw that side of him because it wasn't the only thing about him. As a matter of fact, when he got sober, it was a conversation with him and his wife. And she was basically like, you need to do it. And he did. And he just never drank again. Okay. My grandma was adamant about it. And I appreciate the fact that he did that. Um, When he and I talked after I got sober, he said to me, Angel, you can just never drink again. That's what he said. That was his solution. You can just never drink again. And I respect him. I respect him still to this day for saying that to me. I love him dearly and I miss him so much. And for him, that was the way. He said prayers, he loved his religion, he loved his family, and he never drank again. He did not walk a perfect life. He did not walk into the rooms of AA and profess his name and that he was an alcoholic. He was more than that. 
he was a father. He was a grandpa. He was a volunteer firefighter and a veteran. And yeah, he was sober. And he was a great man. Not because he kept saying over and over again his name and identifying himself with his affliction. He was a good man because he took the lessons in his life. He learned from them. He didn't shame the next person. He shared his experience when he thought it would help. And he gave the other people in his life the right to be whom they were without judgment, even if he didn't agree with it. So I invite you that the next time that someone tries to call you by a name that isn't your name or call you by your past or call you by your affliction or your addiction, the next time they try to call you everything but your name, remember that it's just your choice to do things on your terms. You get to choose the path that works best for you, even if it isn't how someone else would do it. You get to take your past, not live in shame of it, and use it to move forward. You get to say, hi, my name is, and leave it at that. No affliction, no addiction, nothing but my name is and introduce yourself as whom you want to be known as now thank you for listening